imagine what would happen if the God of the universe <laughs> caught you? Can you imagine what he could do with you? See, I want you to imagine, this probably isn't true of anybody in here except me. But imagine you're the least of the least. The least of the least. The least of the least. God could still do so much with you that it would turn the world on its head. One person and God is a majority against the entire world. You have potential that is un, unfathomable. You have potential that is unrealized. And I want you to, uh, if you're one of those people that like to put yourself down, you know who I'm talking to. If you're one of those people, stop it. Because it's a lie from the enemy. And every time you speak that lie, whatever that lie may be, oh, I'm just a terrible person. Oh, I just, I'm just, man, I can't believe I did that. I am the stupidest thing in the world. Every time we say stuff like that, what we're doing is we are just giving the enemy ammunition to use against us. So next time you do that stupid thing, and I haven't done that this morning yet. But next time you do that stupid thing, proclaim. You know, that might not have been the smartest thing I ever did, but God has got the smartest thing in his hand waiting to deliver it to me. He's waiting to give it to me so that I can just be his in the hour. I can be the one, the one that he's, he, is, he is counting on to, to be his hand. His eyes, his, his touch, his compassion in that moment. I can be that guy. I'm going to be that guy. You hear that, devil? Take that. Proclaim truth. Proclaim truth. I want to read a, a bunch of scriptures to you real quick. They're, just, they're short. They're, I don't care if they are or not. They're scriptures. Okay, so here we go. Exodus 34, 6 says, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. Chronicles 16, 34. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Psalm 25, 8. Good and upright is the Lord. Psalm 23, 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Come on, guys. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Psalm 145.9. Mark 10.18. No one is good but one, and that is God. But guess what? He lives in me. Amen. He lives in you too. James 1.17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Matthew 7.11. This ain't the store. This is the, the, the scripture. <laughs> if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Now, somebody out here just had the thought, well, he's not going to give me good gifts because of what I did yesterday. 
or because of the thought I had this morning or because of, of, of something that I have done in my life that is unforgivable. Lie, lie, lie from the devil. Do not receive that. Lie from the devil. Jesus said, I have come to give you life and give life more abundantly. Amen. He is not a man that he would lie. Come on now. Psalm 27, 13. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of, Lord, of the Lord in the land of the living. We ain't waiting till we get to heaven to see God's hand move. We're not waiting till we get to heaven to have an interaction with him. We're not waiting till we get to heaven to hear his voice. Guys, it is now in the land of the living. Ooh, that's good stuff right there. Psalm 145, 5 through 7 says, I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty. Now, this is, this is a commitment. You know, when you, when you say something to God, you better mean it, right? Okay, so this is a commitment that David's making here. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts, and I will declare your greatness. They shall utter the memory of your great goodness and shall sing of your righteousness. Psalm 35, Psalm 33, 5. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Now, I got a question. Just, just don't need to set me straight. When we read that scripture, and it says B-L-E-S-S-E-D, do we say blessed because that's the way it says it means in the New King James, I mean the King James, and that's the way we heard it all of our lives, or is that Blessed. What do you think? I think we have to read it again. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. We did it both ways. Psalm 104 and 5. 100 verses 4 and 5. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. Psalm 107, 8 and 9. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for all his wonderful works to the children of men. He satisfies the longing soul. He fills the hungry soul with goodness. Guys, take courage right now. Take, take excitement. Take, take joy from what I'm reading to you. Psalm 103, 13 and 14. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. He knows our frame he remembers that we are dust. Psalm 143.10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Leave me, lead me in the land of uprightness. The Lord is upright. He is my rock. There is no unrighteousness in him. Psalm 42.15. Psalm 119.68. You are good and do good and teach me your statutes. Teach me your statutes. Now, crying out to God saying, I want to be like you. I want to be like daddy. I want to know what daddy does. I want to know what daddy thinks. Nehemiah 9.20. You also gave your good spirit to instruct them and did not withhold your manna from their mouths. Gave them water for their thirst. Psalm 69.16. Hear me, O Lord, for your loving kindness is good. Turn to me according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Hey, Y'all didn't hear me. Hear me, O Lord, for your loving kindness is good. Turn to me according to the multitude of your tender mercies. It ain't about me. 
It ain't about my failures. It's not about my mistakes. It's about saying, God, you're so good, you can't help but love me. Amen. Come on, guys. That's, that's good stuff right there. Nahum 1.7. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. How many of us have had days of trouble? Amen. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who trust in him. That gives the connotation that those that trust in him can rely on him. They can bet on him. They can, they can say, yes, God. This might be a storm going on, but I can stand in the midst of it because I know you are my buckler. You're holding me tight. Come on, that's good stuff. Psalm 31, 19 or 20. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you. Is that you? Which of you? No. I'm going to have to start all over again. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you. I said, is that y'all? Will, which you have prepared for those who trust in you, in the presence of the sons of men. I just want to stop right there for a minute. You have prepared for those who trust in you in the, son, in the presence of the sons of men. Guys, we are surrounded by the sons of men. I'm going to define those uh, as those that don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. We're around them. You know what they need to see? You know what they need to see? You know, Andy told us this morning, he, he, he was just, we, we, we had a moment to sit before the Lord and see what the Lord had to say to us. And Andy said, everybody has hope. Everybody has hope. That guy that don't know Jesus from, from a horse, he has hope because Jesus is available. But those of you that do know him, you have assurance. So you need to take that assurance and stand before those who have hope and say, come on this side. Amen. You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plots of man. You shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. You know, that just tells me that God's going to wrap me up in his love and in his understanding and in his mercy, and he ain't going to let me go. He's going to hold on and hold on. It don't matter what's going on. And you know what? His favor is upon us. His favor is upon each one of y'all. I got to tell a story about his favor real quick. Can I do that? So, you know, we're moving out of our house. Lord help us. <laughs> and he is. Let me tell you, man, we are getting so much done. It is amazing. But I, I, I had this obstacle to overcome. This obstacle was a 16-foot garage door that one day, I've been blaming my wife on this, but I'm really the one that did it, okay? I, I pushed the button, and the garage door came down on top of a cabinet, and it just bent the door all to pieces that cannot be repaired. And all. so we got to get a new garage door. Now, new garage doors, especially 16-footers, are very expensive. So I'm like, you know, Lord, I mean, I'll spend the money if you want me to, but I'd really rather not sink that much money into something because it's like $2,500 to, you know, have them come out and put it in and all that stuff. So, you know, I, I mentioned this to, to, to a few people. And Sean extended his hand of mercy because the Lord said, I'm going to show him favor through you. And he went on the internet. I'd already been there. Didn't find squat. But he went on the internet and found me four different garage doors on there that were less than, than what we were looking at. But, you know, the Lord's favor is, is, is sometimes unrecognizable until you jump in the middle and go, really, God, you're going to do that much for me? So he, the, the first door he showed me was $750. And I'm like, yes, that is awesome. And I called the people up, and it sold. Oh, man. And I told him, I said, Sean, they sold that one. And 
So he texted me later on that day right there with three more. All right. So I went up there and one of them was, was twelve hundred. And and I called them and, and they said, Well, we only install the doors and we'll bring it to you and install it. Where do you live? And I said, Buckingham. And he goes, Oh, we don't go to Buckingham. So we, you can't come through us. I'm like, okay, fine. The next one was a thousand dollars. And I called the guy up and he said, Well, it's got a little bit of damage on it. And I said, Well, can you send me a picture? And he sent me a picture, and it wasn't a little bit of damage. It was in worse shape than mine was. <laughs> so then I went to the one that I was sure was going to be a piece of garbage. It was $500. Come on. And I look on there, and I, I, I you know, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm marketplacing with this guy, and I said, you know, what kind of shape is the door? And he goes, well, it's got one little dent in it. And I said, well, can you send me a picture? And the dent was only like this big. And it was right on the corner. I think I can fix it. So I asked the guy, I said, can, can you hold it for me until I get there? Because he's three hours away from here. And, and, and so I, I get ready to go. And, um, you, you know, he, he texts me. And he, and he goes, I got four other people that are, that are interested in this door. And I said, tell them it's sold. Do not give that door away. I will be there. And, you know, we're on our way down there. And he goes, he, he texts me. I said, I'm 20 minutes away, you know. So. We got there, we loaded the door, we came home, and man, is that not the favor of God? Amen. And, and come on, that's who our God is, man. He cares about us. Do you believe he cares about you? Amen. All right, remember, you just said that. The elders have been very gracious to me and allowed me time to work on things that I got to do to get these house things done and I got three or two funerals going on and and all this stuff and um so I came in here last night and uh I sat before the Lord and I said Lord what what do you want to say to your people this week what do you want to say and he began talking in a form that I recognized immediately I like this form he, he, he talks in bullet points to me at least this time he did so I'm going to read you the bullet points all right? This is what he wanted to say to you and to me, okay? Anytime I say you, I'm talking about me also, okay? He said, last week was a good start. What will you do now? He said, I have so much for you. Will you come and get it? There is good in each one of you, regardless of age. Gold must be mined. Therefore, there must be effort. Will you put me first? Now listen to this. Shiloh has taken on the appearance of a part-time church body. And he followed that by saying, this is my body, and it is out of shape. Get your mind right, and your body will follow. Get your mind right, and your body will follow. So those were the bullet statements that, that he, he gave me. Now, I don't know about you. I get excited at the correction of God. The reason I get excited at the correction of God is because I ain't smart enough 
to realize that I'm messing up sometimes. I'm not smart enough to realize that my, my actions have uh, reactions that aren't what I thought. But when he comes in to save the day and says, hey, you're a little askew here. Let's get it back in line. You're a little off here, but let's get it back in line. Hey, you're doing good here, and I'm going to accelerate this. Get ready. All right? So those, those are the things. Now, I want to tell you a couple things that are getting ready to take place here at Shiloh. Um, some of them may be popular. Some of them may not. Starting January 1st, it gives us a couple months to get our minds right, and it also gives us a couple of months to put people in the right places. To get, to get people lined up. Uh, the first thing that we're going to do on, on January 1st, and that is a Sunday, is we are going to open the furnace back up. Yeah. Furnace is downstairs. It is a prayer room. That's where we go in there to let God set us on fire. All right? Uh, we're going to do that during the, the, the prayer time that we are normally doing up here in the sanctuary. All right? So that, that's going to be taking place. Now, uh, the prayer room... The furnace might not be the place for you. You have to make that determination. Do I want to be in the prayer room or do I need some instruction? Also starting on January 1st, that's a Sunday, we are going to reenact Sunday school. We, we cut that off a few years ago for some reason. I'm not even sure why we did that. I think it was, well, I do know why. So let me tell you why. We stopped it because nobody was coming. All right? Yeah. We stopped because nobody was coming. All right, so we're going to have a children's Sunday school. We're probably going to put all the kids in one class, and we'll, 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 we'll deal with that, okay, because we don't have that many children right now, okay? Beyond that, our men and our women's class is not going to be like it was before. We're not going to put the women over here and the men over there. We are going to learn together. All right? So we're going to have a, a, a men and women's Sunday school class. And, and like I said, in January, I'll have time between now and then to put the right uh, facilitator in, in place there. Um, guys, it is time for us to uh, break out our forks again. Mine's laying on my desk. But we, it's time for us to break out those forks. It's meat time. It is meat time. We have been, been all, all drinking milk, and we've been satisfied with milk. Babies usually are. But it's time for us to grow past that. It is time for us to say, you know what? I'm putting my God first. I'm going to put him number one in my life, and everything else is going to revolve around that, not the other way around. Now, I'm going to say something, and I do not want anybody to get offended by this right here because there's a reason why I'm saying it, Okay. Our women's meetings, when they get together, they're doing things like uh, uh, doing crafts and, and uh, you know, having cookie exchanges and all that stuff. And I want to say to you, that is a fabulous thing. Fellowshipping together, getting together, and doing those kind of things is a wonderful thing. But guess what? That can't be the meat. There's no meat there. That is fellowship time and it's fun and all that. But, but we've got to have meat involved. I want to apologize to this entire congregation right now because I have... Um, allowed us to put our forks down. There is nothing in this world that is more important than our God. There is nothing more important uh, having to do with our God than us understanding our God. 
And there is no way for us to understand that. Even if you go home and read your Bible every day, guess what? I can read the Bible every day too, but if I didn't have Monday night with the few men that are coming where I could sit down and they go, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but... Because sometimes I don't get it. Sometimes I'm, I read the same scripture you read, and I get a different interpretation from it, and that's not what it was supposed to say. I praise God. I remember, I remember one night we were here at a men's meeting. And oh, I probably, you know, some of you probably already heard the story. But we're at a men's meeting. We had like 26 guys here. It was amazing, man. We were all sitting around tables that were all parked up here and everything, and, and, and we're meeting, and uh, I ask a question. I like to do that. I like to ask questions and let them go around the, the, the circle and answer the questions. Then I get to tell them what's right. They don't know. Hey, just being honest. So this particular night, we're, we're, we're up there, and we got this going on and everything, and I am, uh, I'm waiting. I'm biting my tongue because they are just wrong as they can be, you know. And, and everybody's got a different, different idea of what's going on with this, this, this passage that we're talking about and everything. And it, it came down, when, when everybody got done speaking, everybody just looked at me like, okay, what you going to say about this? And I was like, all right, guys, here's the deal. And I opened my mouth, and everything that was in my brain that was going to come out did not come out. It was like the Holy Spirit said, eh, stop that, and he spoke. And he spoke just the opposite of what I thought was true. And he was right. I just think it's so awesome that he loved me that much to help me not make an idiot out of myself. All right? That day he said, no, let me fix this because you're about to mess up big time. And he did. And he did. Now, the, the, the result of that is now when I ask questions, I kind of study first. But, um, but he's good. He's a good guy. So what, why am I telling you that? We need to learn the Bible. We need to learn uh, uh, through fellowship through that. We need to learn his character. We need to learn to, to, to see. I, I guarantee you, the very first time you come to one of these meetings, you're going to look at it and go, I've never seen that before. I've read this entire Bible through umpteen times. And still, every time we meet, I'm like, what? Must have missed that one. That must have been that time I was using the NIV Bible. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But 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 the thing was, is, is there's so much to learn about God, and guys, we need to step it up. We need to step it up. What was it he said right here? This is my body. It's out of shape. Get your mind right, and your body will follow. I want you to begin telling yourself right now, just like David said, I will worship the Lord. I want you to begin telling yourself is when, when Shiloh sets the date, when, when they're doing the, uh, the, 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 the women's meeting or the Sunday school or whatever the deal is, I'm going to be there. You know, if we were in the military, I'd say it's mandatory. You don't have a choice. But I can't do that. But here's the deal. I don't want anybody here to be left behind. I'm not talking about left behind like the series and we got raptured and you didn't get to go. I'm talking about I don't want us to go somewhere and be up here preaching about stuff and you're like, what is he talking about? Because I don't know that God that he's talking about. Amen. Or we're singing songs and you're like, well, what is that all about? What, what, why am I singing this? Guys, I want us to, to learn who this God is. Amen. And he wants that for you. And there's a reason. This isn't about you. Please know that. Brother Randy, reach out. There's a reason. 
He has got a plan for Shiloh. I think that plan was supposed to take place probably about 10 years ago. But we've been lackadaisical. And I'll I'll take the blame. I let us be lackadaisical. But guys, guess what? Lackadaisical time is over with. Come to church. Come to what God's doing. And and get excited about what he's doing. Not man, man, I'm going to go to church today. No, man, I'm going to church today because I'm 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 going to hear from God. I'm expecting an encounter. That's the way you got to come to church. Not, okay, what's Sunday? We got to go make an appearance or whatever. No, no, no. I'm going there because I'm expecting to hear from God. I'm expecting to hear, hear something about my life or how I can sow into somebody else's life. Amen? Amen. Okay. I'm, I'm just a little bit excited. Just, just saying. Okay. Lynn handed me a note this morning. She didn't mean for me to take it, but it did. It says, only in the kingdom will you see glory clouds of gold. God's glory shines in his kingdom realm. God's glory shines in his kingdom realm. Did you know that I can come to church every Sunday? I can go to every meeting that they have. I can go to every every conference that's all over the world. I can speak to every prophet there is in the world. But I can stand this far away from the kingdom realm and experience nothing. Or I can say, and it's this easy, guys. It's this easy. I'm not satisfied with being on this side of the line. I might be saved. I might be going to heaven. I'll see God one day. See, we can have that attitude or we can say, you know something? (laughs) Seeing God one day is not good enough. I want to see him now. And step over that line and say, I will not go back. Amen? Amen. All right, here's another thing. We are not a denominational body who believes that healing and the gifts of the Spirit are something from the past. All right, if that is you, I want to suggest something to you. If you believe that, I want to ask you to either change the way you're thinking or go find you a body that believes what you believe. Why am I saying that? Do I want any of you to leave? No. I love you guys. I love you more than you love yourself. I believe that. I keep telling myself that. Some of you, it's a little rough. But that's all right. I'm just playing. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. If we come together and believe that the Bible is true, if we can come together and we can believe that Jesus is who he says he is, if we can come together and we can believe that the Holy Spirit is the one that Jesus introduced us to and said, this is the guy that's going to lead you in everything. If we can believe that, if we can believe that healing is for today, if we can believe that he cares about us enough to never leave us or forsake us, can we believe that? If we can, then we got to begin to act like it. Number one, guiltiest person in here is me. Okay? Guiltiest person in here. I want to suggest to you, I don't have a problem with doctors. 
I don't have a problem with medication. What I do have a problem with is that being where we run. Ain't nothing burns me up more than somebody say, I didn't come to church today because I was sick. Well, where'd you go? That's where you need to be when you're sick. You need to be coming here so the saints of God can anoint you with oil and, and, and healing. The, right, the, he, the, right, the, the prayer of a righteous man avails much. Amen. Let's not forsake what the Bible says. If the Bible said it, it's true. And here's the deal. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. It's still true. What does matter is, is it, are you going to be affected by what it says? Are you going to be affected by what it says? Guys, our first run to needs to be God. And it needs to be the saints of God saying, come, pray with me. And we pray. I don't mean this literally, but we're going to pray barefooted. At least I am. Because I need to remember that I am expecting an encounter with God. I'm telling you, he is waiting. He is sitting there going, I think they're getting close. I think they're getting close. He is waiting to unleash everything that he is on this body. Not for you. Well, it is for you because he loves you. But he wants to give you everything in the kingdom because the people out there need it, and you have been called for a purpose. Your purpose is to move in this, in, this, in this area and wherever he may send you, wherever your job is. Man, that's, that's our purpose. Remember last week we talked about uh, Jesus looking at this group of people that came to him one at a time. And they heard the words from him, depart from me, I never knew you. And, 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 and these were people who thought they were in. They thought they were saved. They thought they were in good company. You know why they thought that? Because they had bad teaching. They had bad teaching. Oh, you come up to the altar and say a prayer, then you can go out there and live any way you want to. You said that prayer, you're saved. You're good to go. In reality, they were lukewarm. And Jesus said the lukewarm, I will spew out of my mouth. Last week's message brought conviction and repentance. And I want to tell you what, I was so full of joy when I left here. Not because you responded to me, but because you responded to the Holy Spirit. And if you were not here last week, you need to get a copy of that tape and listen to it. We don't use tape. You can go on Facebook. That's what I'm saying. The message brought conviction and repentance from, from many, if not all, that were present. Not everybody came up to the altar, but almost everybody did. And those that didn't, I, I just looked around. I wasn't judging. I wasn't, but most of the people that didn't come to the altar were in their seats praying. They were asking the right questions. It was a great start, but it was a start. We, we can't... We can't run, run to God and say, okay, God, I've been lackadaisical. I've been lukewarm. I've been all this right here, and thank you very much for forgiving me. I've got a warm fuzzy right now. I feel all good and everything, and then I can go back and everything stay the same as it was before I did that. 
it's time for a change. And God is saying, guys, if you will change, this, this is like the tithe thing, the tithe thing that he talks about in the Bible. Test me and see. Test me and see. And I'm challenging you guys right now. Test him and see what he will do when you take everything. We read a scripture this morning, and, and Andy, I just left it here because it said it there. It says, anyone who comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yet in his own life, also he cannot be my disciple. Now, does that mean, you know, if we look at the totality of scripture, we're not supposed to hate our mom and daddy. We're supposed to love them. We're supposed to honor them. Amen? Amen. We're not, we're not supposed to hate our, our, our mothers and, and our wives and our children and our brothers and sisters and, and, and I mean, with, with, with a hate that, 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 that convicts and, I mean, condemns, the hate that condemns. What he's saying is if you put any of this stuff before me, I never knew you. I love my wife to pieces. I got real lucky, I'm just going to say. Married up. I got real lucky. But you know what? My wife and I had a conversation before I went to Bible college. And I've learned a lot since then. I just want you to know that. But before I went, I told her, I said, either you're going with me all the way, all in, And I want to suggest to you and tell you that that was the wrong answer. The right answer was, God has called me. I'm going. Come on. Let's go. Because when he called me, he called you too. Amen. Amen. Whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Andy, you just took over my whole sermon, man. It's, whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Jesus is saying you got to die. All right? You got to die to self. I think it's so cool when Jesus talks about picking up a cross when he wasn't even at the cross yet. He knew what was coming. They didn't have a clue. You know? And, and, and here he's saying, guys, it, you got to do this. Well, what does that mean, pick up your cross and follow him? I don't know what that means. We know what it means now. It means i got to give up everything I am and put on all that he is. Amen. Come on. Woo. Let me see what else we got on here. This was my comment, not God's. But he agreed with me. It says, we cannot continue attending church on Sunday morning coming for our weekly feeding, and then fasting the rest of the week. <laughs> See, y'all looking at me and smiling, but I'm, I'm going to say to you that I'll bet at least 40% of the people in here don't look at a Bible between Sundays. No condemnation, but please be convicted. We are 2 Timothy chapter 2. Let, let's turn there for a minute. Anybody hungry? Get over it. Start your fast a little early this week. Okay. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 
Therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. He is talking to Timothy, and this is Paul. And he says, and the things that you may have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others. I want to stop right there for a moment. I want you to be confident, confident no matter where you're at, no matter what is going on, that when you come in contact with somebody who needs to hear something from the Lord, you feel confident that I got what he needs. And some of you are already there, but some of you aren't. And that's where this teaching comes in. That's where Monday night men's meeting comes along. That's, that's where uh, uh, Wednesday night comes, comes in, into effect. And, and soon we're going to have to uh, augment that, that Monday night. What I would like to see happen on Monday nights, I don't know if this is going to be a possible thing or not, but we'll, we'll talk about it. we got from now to January to figure this out. But I would like to see the men in there talking about things that we need to talk about and the women in here talking about things they need to talk about or downstairs or in the furnace or wherever. Maybe online if that's the way it's got to be. Maybe at somebody's house if that's the way it's got to be. Who cares? But we need to know that there is a place where I can go where I'm going to get fed and I can feed others. There is nobody in this church that does not have something to offer from the youngest child to the oldest. Who who is the oldest now? (laughs) Come on, mama. Give me five. Amen. Commit these to faithful men. He's talking about women too, men and women, who will be able to teach others also. I want you to have the confidence just to, to let it flow. Let the Holy Spirit just speak through you. Well, how can I hear his voice? I'm not real sure what the Holy Spirit's voice sounds like. I don't know that I've ever heard the Holy Spirit. Well, I want to tell you, you have if you're saved, because he called you. Say, hey, come here. So now you just got to learn it like the telephone when you pick it up and your mama says, hey, look. She don't have to say nothing else. You know that's mama. When she opened her mouth, you knew it was her because you've heard that voice a billion times. Don't you want to hear Jesus' voice a billion times? Hear the Holy Spirit just speak in your life and, and you go, oh, I know that's him. I was up here preaching one day. I, w- I was in the Spirit that day. You know, the Spirit was like right here. And I stepped over here and I said something. And the Holy Spirit reached me by the shirt and grabbed me back and said, come here. No. And I had to fix it. Some of y'all remember that. It, it, it was a pretty cool day. See, somebody might go, oh, you got burnt. You got, you, got, you got corrected in front of all the people. No. What I did, I had an experience with the Holy Spirit that day. Come on, man. Ooh. He's a good guy. All right, let's go to 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It should be on the same area. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be completely and thoroughly equipped for every good work. When we get together on Monday night, I do not want to have a set agenda. I don't want to have a study guide that we're going by. I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to do that. So some people, that makes, that makes study easier. But what I want to do, and what I have enjoyed so much, is asking the question when people walk in a room, tell me what's on your mind tonight. Tell me what you're dealing with, what questions you have, those kind of things. And, and then, not so I can answer them, but it's so that we, as a collective group, can, can look in here and find the answer. We might start over here in 
Psalm 17, end up in 2 Timothy, and then we might be over here in Deuteronomy. I mean, we're moving all over the place. And why? It's because the Holy Spirit is guiding the, 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 the conversation to highlight things he wants to get highlighted. I've had people come to me and tell me that oh, what we were studying wasn't a problem for me or it wasn't a question for me or I understood that out there. But when you went to this place over here, when, when so-and-so said, said, well, what about this verse that, that kind of ties into it? And that verse spoke into the thing that was going on in their life. That's why this is important. This, this thing is alive. It is alive, and it can speak into any moment at any time, and we got to let it do that. Amen? Amen? Are you guys ready to commit? We need to commit. I'm going to commit to do better. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do better. I'm, I'm not going to let us fall down the rabbit trap anymore. You might get a phone call from me. and say, hey, where you been? I miss you. I need you. And see, what I want you guys to all understand is each one of you have something that everybody else in here needs. That's why God puts bodies together the way he puts them together. You've got a gifting or you've got a talent or you have a, a something that's going to speak into somebody else's life and is going to bring them from a place of unknowing to a place of knowing. We all have something to offer. And if you don't bring what you have to offer, we're all missing it. Do you get where I'm coming from? We'll see. I'm going to end with this. As soon as I figure out what it means. This body's assignment from now until further notice. Now, I want you to understand further notice might be tomorrow. Or it might be the day after. Or it might be a month from now. Or it might be a year from now. But I want to, I want to assure you of something. If you will come and allow the Holy Spirit to mold you and make you, whenever that assignment changes, you are going to be 100% equipped to step into whatever's next. Not because I have all the answers, but he's got all the answers. And the timing is in his hands. And he's saying, hey, Shiloh, you've been slacking a little bit. He still loves you. It's time to step up. It's time to step up. We're going to another level. Why? Because they need it. And guess what? We do too. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Lord, when we say the term that the things of this world will grow strangely dim, when, when Deborah said that this morning, I, I began to think about that. What, would, what does that mean, that things would grow strangely dim? And I, I think about a camera. You know, they even make cameras that do this on purpose now, but you, you can focus in on something and everything that is not that thing that you're focused in on will be kind of blurry. And, and I look at the idea of putting our focus on you 
And it's not that other things aren't important. It's not that we don't have other responsibilities. It doesn't, it's not about that out there. But you're going to make room for every responsibility we have. You're going you're gonna, to, oh, not only are we going to get those things done, but we're going to get them done better than we would have if that was our focus. So, Lord, I'm asking with expectation that you would help us to wake up in the morning and you're the first thing on our mind. When we go to bed at night, you're the last thing that we think of. And all through the day, Lord, we measure everything by your focus, our focus on you, and we measure everything according to that. Should I do this or that? Well, what is the Holy Spirit doing right now? Because that's where I want to be. Father, we love you so much. And we want to be your A-team in the moment. We want to be your go-to. When somebody's hurting, we want you to send one of us or many of us. When somebody's hungry, we want you to send us to feed them. When someone's heart's broken, Father, we want you to send us to be their compassionate hand. To do this, Father, we need to know you. We need to know you like we've never known you before. We need to decide today that we no longer wear our ailments as a badge of honor. And we cast them down and we say, my body, I tell my body to be healed in the precious name of Jesus who took stripes that I could be healed. Father, we believe, help our unbelief. Father, when we have, when we have uh, children or mothers or fathers or, or, or spouses that, that, that need prayer and we can't get past the emotion of, of wanting them healed so bad, Father, let us rely on somebody else whose faith without emotion can say, my God's big enough for this. Father, I speak to this body right now. And I say, you are healed by the stripes of Jesus. You are made whole. And Father, if, if, if one in here does not have the faith, then let them walk in my faith. Let them walk in the faith that I have right now for them. It says, my God can do it all. Father, I pray that, that, that this would become a place that when people walk through the door, the faith level in this place is so high. If they have something terminal in their body or they have something that's, that's, that's not right, when they walk through the door, that will be shed off of them because it is not welcome here. Lord, we might have to sweep the sidewalk out there a little, little more often because it's just got gunk on it. Father, let this be a place where because of the faith that dwells here, because of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, because of the awareness of the Holy Spirit, let this become the place that you originally designed it to be, and that is a place where you could move at will. This house was designed to be a place where you could move freely, not to be encumbered by our beliefs, not to be encumbered by, by our lack of faith, Father, but a place where you could move freely because we believe you are who you say you are. And because we believe you are who you say you are, we believe we are who you say we are, priests in your army. We are your soldiers, oh God. Direct us and use us. I pray in Jesus' name. And everybody say Amen. Amen. Amen.